HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Hi, this is Lila Goldstein. I'm here at the International Symposium on Bread in Charlotte, North Carolina. And I'm here in conversation with Kristen Moore, the communications manager of CRVA, the Charlotte Regional Visitors Authority, as well as Peter Reinhardt, the renowned baker, author, expert on bread. He's also the chef on assignment here at Johnson & Wales University and the executive director of the symposium. So we're going to start. I just was wondering, Peter, we just finished the final session, and how does it feel? Well, partly it feels good to be over, and on the other hand, I'm, I'm kind of energized by all the things that happened. So I kind of wish we could keep going, and we will. Tomorrow we're going to have some hands-on workshops as a new addition to the symposium this year. But the presentations uh, ended oh, about a half an hour ago, and uh, I just feel great because um, even better than last year, the talks really kind of they intertwined, they converged, and and uh, uh, they they just kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? They flowed into each other, and I think the audience was really, really engaged, so I just feel great. Great. And um, Kristen, could you tell me a little bit about what you do with CRVA and the significance of the symposium happening here in Charlotte? Sure. Uh, so I'm our communications manager. So what I do is help promote Charlotte um, as a destination to visit and to tell our locals also how to experience the city, uh, where to eat, what to do, what to experience and see and explore. Um, so I work a lot with media and helping them tell stories about the city. We're really excited that the symposium's here for a second year. It just helps. We have so much going on in our food scene, but when we have great events like this, it helps put the attention on Charlotte even more and bringing people who are experts in different areas within the food world, um, having them come here and talk about bread and other specifics. It just puts a different lens on Charlotte, and we're really excited and hope it comes back again. Yeah, so it's actually my first time coming here to Charlotte as an adult, and so I was wondering what are the must-sees, what things should we know to see the food scene in Charlotte? Well, I, I view Charlotte, I've been here now for about 14 years. I, you know, When I first came down, Johnson & Wales was just getting up and running here. We existed everywhere else. And so part of our job here was, was to help energize the food scene. And over the years, we've little by little seen the influence of our graduates becoming now some of the celebrity chefs of the city. So, but I view the city as an aspirational city. I think that's what makes it a pretty special place. There's a few cities around the country that are really kind of emerging as major important cities and Charlotte has that aspiration and the people who live here seem to have that same energy about wanting to aspire to greatness we want this to be the next great American city so everything that we do and and the choices that the city planners have done and the visitors bureau has done it's all been about 
taking Charlotte to the next level. And I've been lucky enough to be here to kind of watch that happen and unfold. And it's, it's great to be a part of that. This symposium is just a very small piece, for instance, of a lot of things that are happening around the city, including a lot of new great restaurants, museums, uh, great theater scene. Uh, and outdoor events, the whitewater rafting. There's so many things that have happened just since I've been here, and uh, I just kind of excited to be a part of it. I would echo everything that he said. There's there's such a big, you know, I, I ask the question a lot. What is the recipe for a successful food city? And I think when you look at the symposium being here, it's a very important ingredient to the bigger picture. And just um, everything that he said, you know, we have such a great international food scene that has yet to be discovered for a lot of people. We have people who are moving here to Charlotte um, who are known in other other. Um, destinations like Ford Fry from Atlanta or others coming from Asheville and they're bringing new concepts here because they see so much opportunity Um, so really you know echoing what you said about it being an aspirational city and something else I would add is it's such a collaborative city too in our food scene with our breweries um, really across all industries there's so much collaboration and everyone's so excited to just be a part of the magic that's happening in this city right now. You know, I've lived in other cities around the country over the years, and some places you move to some places and you feel like an outsider, an intruder. You don't feel welcomed. And one of the first things that I experienced when I moved to Charlotte was this welcoming effect. It's a very welcoming city. In fact, there was an excitement about new people coming. And so, uh, and everyone who's moved here to Charlotte to be part of the Johnson & Wales opening, uh, they, they all say the same thing. They're walking down the street, maybe in their Johnson & Wales uniform, and people are coming up to them and saying, thank you for being here. We're so excited about having you here. And that alone kind of lifts your spirits and makes you feel like you want to make a contribution. What do you see as the impact of having Johnson & Wales here as a place for culinary education in Charlotte? Well, Johnson & Wales, um, you know, I think that one of the challenges for this city was that while it's always been a a large city, it's it's got a a great banking industry going here, and it's been around for a long time, it never was known for its food. Uh, Charleston is the great city in the Carolinas for food. Uh, Atlanta has great food. Uh, even Chapel Hill and Durham, the Triangle, have a lot of great restaurants that have made national attention. But Charlotte hadn't had really a definitive, like the Charlotte food thing, like Charleston is known for something, seafood and the things that they do there, the creativity there. So part of our mission, and I think one of the reasons why the city invited us to come and open a campus here, was to help Charlotte find its food and cultural identity. And... and we didn't really have to create that. All we had to do is provide lots of talented, trained people to go out there and serve the existing chefs. There already were quite a number of good chefs here doing great food, but they didn't have the um, the workforce that could carry out their visions. So the first step was to let the, 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 the terrific chefs take their next step and have a staff that could help execute their ideas and then in the process, the people that they were training, the, the, our, our graduates, became, you know, to finally to the point where they were ready to take a step. So a restaurant, for instance, like Kindred, which is in Davidson, just a suburb of Charlotte. Uh, well, they wouldn't call it a suburb. It's their own city, but we think of it as a suburb. It's just a few miles up the road. Um, you know, Joe, uh, Kindred Restaurant, Joe Kindred's a graduate of Johnson & Wales. It, it, it wasn't an overnight success for him. He, he paid his dues all around the country. And now it's, you know, considered one of the top restaurants in the country. And it's not that he's doing anything unusual. He's just doing the food of this region in a really creative, excellent manner. It's about excellence. 
and, I, and the one teaching that I think most of our faculty give our students is, is whatever you do, do it at an excellent level, not just good enough. It has to be excellent. It doesn't have to be out of the box. It doesn't have to be different from everybody else. What makes it different is the excellence that you do it. And not everybody gets that message, but the ones who do can can help to establish a food identity. So little by little, the city has... I think that's the identity now. It's not a, a type of food. It's not a particular dish. It's that all the restaurants are starting to serve excellent food. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. And we look a lot to Charleston and the history it has of having the campus there and how that impacted their food scene so much. And, you know, we're seeing that happen here now, just like you said. And, you know, I have this long list of all the graduates and where they're placed, where they're working in, in restaurants all around Charlotte. And like Peter said, you know, they started, they, they worked their way through the ranks. And now we have so many who are making a huge impact on the city, whether it's with a food truck, whether they're doing something like what Joe Kindred's doing. Um, they're really helping helping create and make a name for Charlotte as a food destination. And um, the theme of the conference is on the rise. Do you see that reflected in Charlotte? I think it's safe to say that Charlotte is a city on the rise. I mean, we didn't choose the title on the rise because uh, that we're in Charlotte. But when I think about, you know, the appropriateness of why this symposium happened here in this city, as opposed to the other cities that Johnson & Wales has campuses in, Providence, Miami, Denver, all great cities. Uh, You could say all of them are cities that are on the rise to some extent. But uh, we're the newest campus. We have a kind of a new energy about us. And the city is in in a new mode of reinventing itself as a city of well, as I was saying earlier, an aspirational city, um, uh, striving to be something special, to set itself apart. And so so the, that metaphor that we use for the symposium of On the Rise, uh, which is really not the name of the symposium, it's just our nickname for it, I think is an appropriate nickname for this city. Uh, and maybe, who knows, maybe they'll adopt it. Uh, I'll, I'll throw that idea out to the, to, the, uh, you know, to the Visitors Bureau and see what you want to do with it. We, we definitely say it a lot. We do think that we're a city on the rise. There's so much happening here in the food scene and beyond. And, you know, another thing we say a lot is we're what's now and what's next, because that's really is what, what's happening in Charlotte. And it's really exciting to be a part of it. And um, what was your last great bite here in Charlotte? Um, I recently was at Hello Sailor, which is another one of Joe Kindred's restaurants that recently opened um, up by Lake Wiley, which um, is where Davidson's located. It was amazing. I had the lobster roll, which was really good. They have amazing cocktails as well. Um, Our company actually produces a monthly magazine called Happenings, um, and they're going to be featured on the cover for the May issue. So it was really fun to go up there and taste everything and... um, they do a lot of really cool, they have very tiki-inspired, so great place to go hang out on the, and during the summer and be right there on the water. You can actually pull your boat up um, and, and get there that way as well. I'm actually going on Tuesday to Hello Sailor. I've been looking forward to going. I haven't been there yet, but uh, an article just came out rating the uh, Crab Louie salad there as the best salad in the city now. So they're starting to get known. And the lobster roll is not an ordinary lobster roll. It's a whole lobster inside of one of uh, Joe Kindred's uh, – one of the things he's known for is his what he calls his uh, – his milk bread. His milk bread. It's uh, it's a sweet buttermilk flavored. Uh, it's soft. It's butter. It melts in your mouth. And so he created. He reinvented a lobster roll. And it's it's not a cheap lobster roll. It's not it's not a you know a seven dollar or nine dollar lobster roll. It's a twenty nine dollar lobster roll. But I talked to somebody who ate there and had it last night, and they said it was worth every penny. 
my other favorite item that I got there was a lobster pimento cheese dip. And I have a, a love for pimento cheese. And so mixing that with a lobster was just amazing. Oh, I'm going <laughs> to add that to my list of things. Uh, now, recently, I, I, we're starting to see some other influences coming into the city. But what's nice is that they're being executed well. There, We have a... Um, uh, an acai bar at the 7th Street Public Market. Uh, and then acai is, you know, a tropical fruit that's loaded with antioxidants. And it's just a wonderful sort of a breakfast bowl or lunch bowl uh, served, uh, you know, in a bowl with fresh fruit and everything else. Uh, so I, I kind of, every once in a while, I get a craving for that. Uh, it's not something that exists only in Charlotte. It's just that now we're starting to see that pop up. Pop up. And then um, there's a place called uh, High Tide. High Tide, um yeah, and they're do- they're doing poke bowls, and of course, poke is now becoming a national. Uh, it's almost a cliche now. You know, it's not everything comes here first. But the cool thing about this place is is, is that in the front uh, is the restaurant. In the back is uh, the best fish uh, purveyor in Charlotte. He he brings in the freshest, best fish that all the restaurateurs buy from. So this this poke bar has the best, freshest fish. So when I went and got a, a poke bowl there. Uh, not really expecting much. I was hoping it would be good. I was actually blown away, and I've, it's on my list of sort of like can't wait to get back to places. So that I think that's a, another example. Uh, sometimes I'll say Charlotte's not always the first to the party, but when we get there, we become the life of the party because we when we get there, we, we, we get there and get very excited about doing it right. Great. Um, is there anything else you think our listeners at Heritage Radio Network should know about Charlotte before they come? Well, there's, uh, of course, it's barbecue country, and Charlotte, again, was not originally known as one of the barbecue centers, but because now people want the good barbecue, we're starting to get some great barbecue restaurants, and Joe, uh, I'm sorry, um, Jim Noble, who's one of our top chefs for many years, uh, and has a number of excellent restaurants, is about to open a new barbecue place in which he's going to bring some barbecue, various styles of barbecue from all over the country. But he's gone to Texas and studied with the Franklin people, and he's gone to Charleston and studied with the people that are doing this sort of top of the, the, the pyramid barbecue. So I'm looking forward to his brisket, because that's one thing that I crave, uh, being a North, northerner. I'd rather have brisket than, than even the pulled pork, uh, although the pulled pork is... It's fine also, but I just want that, or I want ribs. And so we don't, that's just something that's not part of this area's heritage, but it's starting to be executed at a couple of places. And I think that when, when Jim's place is open, it'll probably set a new standard in those categories, ribs, brisket, and uh, I'm sure he's going to do great. He's already doing great pulled pork, so I don't expect that to you know, be any less than great. I'm very excited for Jim's place to open as well. Um, And he has some other restaurants already, uh, the King's Kitchen and Roosters, which are also amazing. Um, But I think what I would want to add is uh, just going back to the recipe of what makes Charlotte a food city. Um, Like Peter mentioned, barbecue is amazing. Southern food in general, you're going to be able to find it here, but you're going to be able to find a lot of really unique, new, and innovative things too. And one thing that's different about Charlotte is just how – Um, amazing our local farms are so close to an urban city we have access to so much fresh produce and local food that is really game-changing and what you what we can have on our menus that is just from our backyard you know right down the street and that that really just 
gives you this different experience in an urban city that you might not have in others where you're literally getting something that's from a few miles away. Um, Clark Barlow is a great example of that with Heirloom Restaurant. He does a lot of foraging and he really focuses on North Carolina products. Um, some of the southern places that you need to go, Price's Chicken Coop is very popular in Charlotte to get some fried chicken. Um, Nationally known fried chicken. Yeah, uh, the fried chicken at Price's is, is always making one of those you know, top 10 lists nationwide. Yeah, Jay Leno's been there. We have some pictures of him sitting there right up because it's not a sit-down restaurant. You come in and get it to go. Um, so definitely a must if you come to Charlotte. Uh, meet in three type places, Mert's Heart and Soul, the King's Kitchen, as I mentioned before, um, to get your, your southern fix-ins and your sides. Um, but just so much happening. We have James Beard Award nominees, and we're ready to get that award. But Joe Kindred, you know, go see his. Paul Verica, who um, was in Waxhaw and is opening a new restaurant up here in Charlotte called The Stanley, which is going to be opening soon. Um, have these places on your radar and come check them out. And you mentioned earlier the international foods here, and I think that's always gets overlooked because everyone's looking for the next big sort of white tablecloth or you know major statement restaurants. But we have a, a, a very diverse community of both Asian and uh, Latino and uh, people from the islands and all these various cultures that uh, exist on the corridors of the city that I think in some ways, uh, first of all, is very affordable, but flavor-wise – it's it's our go-to when when my wife and I want to go out. We don't, we don't always want to go to a fancy restaurant, and we like to go and get uh, killer tacos. We want to get uh, uh, great uh, Thai or Vietnamese food. We, so we go down either to Central Avenue or we go down South Boulevard and find uh, place after place where we can get really great international food. So I think that they're making their own contribution. Those those small restaurants adding up to a big part of the. Uh, what, what you might call the food identity of Charlotte is that it's it's also an international city, and that and that influences the the fancy chefs, so to speak, because you start to see them trying to execute those kinds of dishes at the level that they're working with, using primarily the farm to table local ingredients. That used to be such a a new idea, but now it's almost a cliche. Everybody's farm to table these days, but but it's an important trend. And fortunately for us, we are in an agricultural belt that where you can get access to year-round locally grown food. It's weren't just warm enough so that there's always something coming out of the ground. And so that's one of the, the – and, and that wasn't always here. We just saw that happen here in the last 10 years, but it's happening in a big way now. Great. Well, now I have about 100 places I need to go <laughs> on my one final night here <laughs> in Charlotte. Um, but thanks so much for speaking with me today, and um, thanks again. Great to be with you.